Oh, and we're off. <laughs> Let's Sorry, go. I'm still my eyes. Let's go. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jacqueline caught us off guard. She's ready to record. She Howdy the y'all. Button and we're blowing in. We're starting. This is the A Block podcast with Haley, Claire, and Jacqueline. Mm. Claire, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. That's right. Haley and Jacqueline, coming to you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Live to tape. Because at the time you're hearing this, we're probably all sweating. Where? As everyone, it seems, on planet Earth is doing right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly. England. Sweeping the globe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, I keep saying England. And, of course, they keep listing stuff in Celsius on the news. They're like, England is at 40 degrees Celsius. And I'm like, I won't be convinced, but I don't know what that means. Tell me the translation, please. Tell me. I think they said it means 104. And that's what I never yeah, heard I, that before. And I was like, you've never hit 104? I guess it doesn't. I mean, it's too. hot AF. I'm not saying one of them, but I'm still like, really? Does it really? Never, just yeah, not never get that there? I guess not. I guess not. Yeah, I I've seen no funny, idea. So there has been so. some funny tweets, and I saw one the other day that said, "Brits, I know you're suffering under this heat, but don't worry. Your ancestors colonized entire villages in this heat." No, true. I was like, oh lord. Yeah, it is. It is in the the true dog days of summer right now. But one, I was thinking about this earlier today. So here we've been. I I don't really remember the last day we weren't over a hundred, and it has not felt that hot to me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I really am built for this, I guess, because I mean, j- just today and driving about. About, yeah, about 30 minutes ago, I went out on my balcony and I was sitting on my chair out there and I was like, oh, it's not that hot. It feels good. And then I, once I got back in, I sat down at my desk and get, we were getting ready to record. And I just thought I'd check the temperature and it still said 104. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. You're, you've become desensitized. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, it's really hot. <laughs> You're like, it is England hot right now. Yeah, it's gone down to a balmy 102. So we're okay. It's 7 30 where you are right now, 7 30 p.m. at this time. Yes. Well, so that's the thing about Texas summers that are always the most brutal is it doesn't cool down. Is so some places get as hot, but a lot of places cool down overnight Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't here. But the thing people have been saying, and I don't really have a clear memory of this, but like I listened to the radio in the morning and they talk about it where it's gotten to where at least this summer, they don't remember it ever. Just the differential being this slim where it just starts off way hotter and then just gets hotter and then barely changes overnight. And then it's just back at it again. Mm -hmm. So it's just, there hasn't been a whole lot of, um, cooling, cooling down even by Texas standards. So, so like middle of the night, middle of the night, how hot is it? Well, the low, I think today was like 82. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's still so warm, but I don't remember. I can't tell you the last time I was outside and it was 82. And I like, on so on Saturdays are probably the day I'm outside earliest. Cause I usually go to an early workout. So at like seven 45, it's been like 90. Golly, that's crazy. I know, I know. But then winter isn't so bad. Also, I mean, maybe this is just 
you know, <laughs> things are changing. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a name for it, or what could it be? Could it be climate change. <laughs> it's yeah. really, oh my gosh, it's crazy. The Where is your least favorite place? Or where do you, let me ask this. Where's the first place you start sweating? Like side, I feel like everybody's body is different. Like where do you first start perspiring? Ooh, Both of you guys. That's a great question. Mine, I'll just go ahead and say strong upper lip, upper lip. First thing I get a sweat mustache and it's, I've, it's disgusting. I think it's my back or my boobs. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was definitely, uh, just going to go ahead and say my boobs. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like if, especially like if I'm like outside, um, in a situation where like I'm in like a cute outfit or like in a work outfit and I'm wearing a real bra, I like cannot wear that bra again without oh, wearing it. Yeah. It's like, it's, I it's legit have to like hang it up to dry and then wash it. Like that's yeah. like how gro- it's gross. Yeah. So. Okay. This is really nasty, but this is on topic. So yesterday at work, um, I was walking down the hallway and a coworker of mine who I would say is probably, I don't know if he's 50, he's a middle-aged man. You know, I'm going to say he's probably 50 middle-aged, good-looking, good self hygiene put together married man round a woman consistently has children, etc. And he had walked down the hall. Sorry. I guess it wasn't behind him. He had walked one way. And then I was walking the opposite way of him. So I got caught in his wake of his wind and it smelled. Oh no, no, no. So bad. Like feet. Like I didn't know what to do. I was like, and I texted my friends, James and Amanda, because we were texting at the time. And I was like, you guys, I'm sorry to change the subject, but, and I explained that whole situation and they both had the same response. They said it's ball sweat. (laughs) Oh, oh. And they both said it. Oh, they were like ball sweat. And I was like, "Ah." Shut up. Jacqueline and Haley both have their faces completely covered. They were shocked by what I just said. <laughs> I, I didn't. Okay. I, oh dear. I hate that. You smelled another man's ball sweat. You know, I was like, well, cause it, it, it kind of smelled like feet, but I was like, there's no freaking way. I just smelled his feet. Like there's no way his feet smelled that bad that like walking down the hallway, his entire body wind is casting off the most pungent smell. Oh. Yeah. Like, and it's so, not, I mean, you know what BO smells like? Yeah. It wasn't that. It wasn't and like, okay, what? And like, I have been around this guy, like not a smelly guy. Yeah. He's not, yeah, I've been around like, this, this guy is... in, in high pressure situations. Like he's, he deals with some stuff and I, I, I yeah, that is <sighs> shocking. I mean, I think all sweat smells, but if all sweat smells. Oh dear. That literally made my stomach hurt a little bit. Well, that's what I told James and Amanda. I was like, this scares me. Like, what if I smell this way? And they were like, you don't. And James said, this is sexist. And I was like, don't worry. Um, he said, he thinks like women and men just sweat differently and women just don't smell like that the way men do. And as I told him, I said, that is sexism I can get behind and in fact, rely on. So please, <laughs> I will rely on this knowledge. Yeah. 
Um, so that gave me a little bit of peace, but yeah, I mean, I was just as shook as y'all are right now by everything that transpired. Fact that, you know, this man, like you said, like he seems clean, well, you know, takes care of, it's not like he, it's not like you got behind him and you were like, oh, of course you smell like this. No, he's actually out of my coworkers. One of the last people I thought that would smell. Oh no. Oh, I hate that. You know, I think it must, it's hot, you know, ball. And apparently maybe he had to run in from the car. We don't know. Okay. (laughs) Maybe he had the heat turned on in his car and didn't realize. Mm. And all the vents were pointed crotch level. Oh, um, I don't know. Oh Sorry. my gosh. I, I meant to tell you, Claire, just a, this will be the third episode that we mention it, but I like it. A lady messaged, um, I don't know if she mentioned messaged you a block or if she just messaged my Instagram, but she said, no, she wrote it on my Facebook page. She said two shits on the floor, made me spew our, my coffee or something like that. I think she tagged you in it as well. <laughs> a lady said like, yeah, she said two shits on the floor, made me like spit my coffee or something, ma'am. I can't remember exactly what you said, whatever it was that she said, it cracks me up. So she, obviously she's a listener. So if you're listening right now, ma'am, I can't remember what your name is or what exactly you said, but I loved it. And I was like, yes, girl. It was yes. One of the greatest gifts in my life, my coworker, Rebecca. And Rebecca, I, I told her, I said, I have a podcast and I told this story on the podcast. And she was dying laughing about it. And I was like, it was the funniest thing, Rebecca. So it's just, it's just the choice of words and the sentence structure that is so mwah, chef's yeah. kiss. Yeah, like, couldn't, couldn't have, Mindy Kaling couldn't have written such a funny sentence. No, she couldn't have. And she wouldn't have, honestly. Oh, but anyway, that, yeah, I'm just, I'm to tell you all that. Oh, another thing. Guess who messaged oh. me this week and said they now at minimum drink two orange vanilla polar seltzers a day. Who? Drew Franklin of ASR. I almost guessed that. I almost guessed that. Yes. The orange vanilla. It's so freaking good. It tastes like you're like a dream sickle. Like it has tons of flavor actually for a sparkling water. And it's so good. He, all he did was send me a picture of one of the cans and I said, yes, thoughts. And he said, I averaged two a day. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, yes. Good as hell. Good as hell, Drew. So thank you, Drew and his gorgeous fiance, Abby. Hope you two are just enjoying the orange vanilla at night, at home, whatever, wherever, don't go outside, especially if you're in Texas. Cause you might get balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a good authority. It's smelly. <laughs> you know, there are certain things that obviously everybody, whatever gender you are, whatever we all think, Oh, I enjoy this about being this gender. I don't enjoy this about being this gender. There are many things that about men that annoy me and things that are unfair. And I just am like, oh, it must be nice to be a man, but things like ball sweat and also just the whole setup of their downstairs situation Ooh. stresses me out to think about. And I'm like, if, what if I had those parts? Like, I'm just, I'm like, keep up with, it seems like it's, it's the reason why I chose snowboarding over skiing. Cause skiing just had too many, too many things, too many implements. And I felt like they're just out there and I could lose them all. That's how I feel oh, about yeah. men's private parts. They're just out there in the open Things can happen. They can, I had that fear when I would, when I was skiing too, I had that fear. And then I eventually did switch to snowboarding and it it did make me feel better. But I always had this fear that like my legs were just going to like go in opposite directions and it wasn't going to go well. We're going to go, the pole is going to go. And now you have to spend 20 minutes. I just feel like that's how men's crotches are. (laughs) It's a really, yeah, it's a stressful thing to wrap my mind around. I mean, imagine when they're going through I mean, I don't know. This is going to be so sophomoric, but I'm like, let's talk about puberty. Um, and when um, a, a, 
erections happen at unexpected times. I'm like that alone. I'm like, thank God I'm a girl. I know I've, I've breached, I've broached this topic with like guys in my life at different times. And like, yeah. what did you do in middle school when yeah. things started happening? Like, did yeah. you have the, did you have the classic moment where you're like asked to come to the front of the class and you've got, you know, just oh. a boner happening and <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Yeah. And I think, so I think that has happened to some of the people I've spoken to, but the way they acted is like, it wasn't that traumatizing. It's okay. like, there's ways to hide it or, you know what to do. I mean, and I have to say, if I had to choose between as a middle school child, yeah, having a boner or bleeding through my pants, I'm going to go with any day. Oh, that's a great point. Oh, 100% because you don't have to get new pants. And like, yeah, it goes away momentarily. Eventually goes away. Mm-hmm. As long as you didn't take some kind of Viagra as a 13 year old or that horny so, goat weed you got at the gas station counter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So while I agree, I still believe women have it worse. Yeah. You know, and ours is monthly for most of our lives. And no matter, sometimes I think, I know everything there is to know about periods. And then you'll still have one that just catches you off guard and you're like, Oh, okay. Well, this is a new way we're doing things. "Hmm, Keeping me on the edge of my seat. I see. (laughs) It's just a far more stressful setup for us. I think in in every aspect of existence. (laughs) I mean, the so, supplies alone are yuck it up, expensive. yuck it up, dudes. Yeah. And you and your balls sweat. Oh, oh let God. me cry a single tear for you. And honestly, the person who suffered most from this ball sweat was in fact a woman. Because <laughs> I just smell it. Okay. Now you're going to be so, were you walk? Did you say you're on an elevator or are you walking behind him? We were, we like crossed paths in the hallway. So like I went into his wind. Oh, ugh, ugh. It was strong. And that, I mean, it lasted like halfway down the hallway. It was, it was, I mean, I I have, this was yesterday. I've, I, today, you know how you get a smell in your nose and something sticks with you. I've still been dealing with that. (gasps) Oh no. It was upsetting. And I had to talk to him today and it's all I could think about. You're like, great to see you again. (laughs) Please stay downwind of me. (laughs) I haven't forgotten you since yesterday. (laughs) Um, Devastating. Well, speaking of devastating, just for a quick second, and I really don't know what to do or say, but I do want to officially talk about it. Okay. Okay. I think I'm losing my hair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to say that bad date you told us about last week that he listened and he, you know, that's what you said. I wish. I'd be I like, wish. I would know. Wish in having a conversation with him. <sighs> No, I really, so I have a lot of hair, um, but my hair is not like coarse. So like this have hair on my head and I, my hair so thin right now, like it is so thin and I'm losing an insane amount of hair around my apartment. And like my forehead is like bigger than ever. And I really, it's like sudden in the past, like I want in a, in a month, in a month. What? I've been tracking it. Yes. And I don't know what to do. I haven't had COVID knock on wood. And I know that has been a side effect for some people. Yeah. Yeah. I've read that. And so I'm like, 
is this just me getting older? Is, am I going to get new hair growth? I feel like I do have some baby hairs. And so I'm like, is this like a season that I'm in? Yeah. I don't know you guys, but I've really been silently, um, scared for a little while. So if anyone has hair loss tips out there, <laughs> oh my gosh, like seriously, you've noticed over the last month, it's yeah, just it's like, it's I'm not like, joking. Like, big, a- like every time you wash your big clump in your hand. Yeah. And I'm always used to like having hair come out in the shower. Yeah. It's been so much to the point where I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And like so much to the point where like, I'm afraid to tug on my hair, like to, to do this, to even like do this. Cause I'm like, I don't want to accidentally pull out more hair. Yeah. Hey, what have, have you done? Have you done like the midnight Googling about it? Well, I haven't done that. Okay. And this is what's interesting because I have not done that. And this is truly the first time I've really like vocalized it. I haven't texted about it or anything. I've getting been getting lots of TikToks about people like, and I, I did this and it like, like different oils or different techniques. And so I really feel like I have a chip in my brain. <laughs> no, I swear. And I've been afraid to mention that before, but I swear phones are reading our brains at this point, because that has happened to me not once, but multiple times about random topics and th- things that I'll be like, why am I getting ads for this? Or why am I seeing content on TikTok? I didn't tell anyone this. Yeah. And yes, no, that, that part does not shock me. It's scary as hell, but it does not shock me. Yeah. And it, I mean, and so, well, then I was one, I trying to like work through that whole scenario. I'm like, well, is this something that afflicts middle-aged white women, middle-aged single white women. Like I'm trying to think of all the data TikTok yeah. could have on me. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so now yeah. they're like giving me those things. And so then I'm like, okay, so this is happening. This is real because it's predictable mm-hmm. by AI. So I don't know, but anyway, your girl might, might be experiencing a life change. I don't know. <laughs> did it? I mean, it obviously did. It's happened after you got your hair colored. Yes. Oh, months later. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, if it was your hair color, surely it would have started right after you got it colored. Well, and so I kind of exactly. really want to make a hair appointment because, you know, hairdressers, they're used to seeing, uh, this is going to be a wild sentence. Hairdressers are used to seeing hair. Um, Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, they're like used to look and see like that in an email hair latest alert on my phone. Um, but like, I know they could look at it and be like, no, you've got new hair growth coming in. Everything's fine. Or they could look at it and be like, oh yeah, it looks like you've got some bald patches in here. (laughs) Ooh, yeah, they, they are pretty good. My dermatologist told me that hairdressers are actually wildly successful at identifying skin cancer on people's yes. heads. She said, I can't oh, tell you how many people that have been sent in to me from their hairdresser. And I was like, I've never thought about that. So they do when they're in there, they're looking at your whole scalp. They know everything first. They know when women are pregnant, oh, they uh-huh. know like having a severe, like hormone change because it's all it's all, it's all in the hair laid out through the follicle. I mean, it's, yeah. It's all in the hair. And then on top of that, just think of all the gossip they hear. Oh, that's oh, true. Gosh. Now that is gold. The gossip you know? is gold. At the um, they're, they're a blessed profession and then their blessings upon us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So 
has it gotten to the point where you're like seeking like natural remedies or is the hairdresser the next step? Uh, the hairdresser is going to be my next step. Cause I'm due for a haircut. I haven't gotten a haircut since February or whatever. Yeah. So it's time to probably just at least do a trim. And I want the girl to take a look around my scalp. Yeah. Uh, I will probably truthfully, the, the next step would be telling my mother and letting her look at my head because okay. you know, that would be just what I'll probably do. And then, yeah, I get a haircut and then panic. <laughs> yeah. And then the panicking will, can wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take these necessary steps. I hate to hear this though. That's yeah. Like things like that, that suddenly change about your body for what, for no reason. You're just like, what, what? <laughs> yeah. And it's been a, yeah, I note, I note like I've been noticing it for a little while, just completely like, uh, come out happening? in like big clumps or just a little, just tons, like oh. hand, like a ton of hair to the point where it literally clogged my drain in one day. Okay. All right. No, it's like, it, and, my, and my hair is like, and your hair is it's so like thick. thin. Yes. I know. I'm like, yeah. my hair is like thin. Like I feel it. I don't. Yeah. No, I can. Cause you do have, like you said, you don't have super thick hair. You just have a, a lot. Yeah. You've always had like a really thick ponytail or like a thick, like bun. Yeah. What the heck what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, climate change, climate change, it's climate change. That's it. That's what I'm talking it up to. Okay. Well keep us updated. Let us know what your hairdresser says, what your mom says. And also, yeah, keep us updated. I wonder like it could, it could it be stress related. I don't know. I don't know if you've been that stressed, but you've been, what my mom's going to say the now. Yeah. I, yeah. I, like I don't know. It's going to happen. It would have happened during the move and all that. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know, but hopefully it's just, and then, well, also something that occurred to me is I am spending my first summer and that's, you know, significantly hotter, more consistently than anywhere I've been in the past. I mean, since 2004, Yeah. So yeah. maybe my body's reaction to that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting like a dog. I have no clue. Yeah, that that is so weird. I wonder if that would be like the culprit. Well, only time will tell. We'll keep us updated. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guarantee you tonight, mine and Jacqueline's TikToks, because we've been speaking about it in proximity to our phones, we too are going to start seeing those TikToks. Oh my God. I'll just send them all to you. We'll just be sending them. That's all we'll send us now in our group text. We will be a hair loss podcast this time next week. This is it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, what should we start with? The biggest, craziest, most exciting, sweet news ever? Jennifer Affleck. Jennifer Affleck. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And did so you guys see? Much. I think I saw it on. I know. I think I can't remember if I saw it on Instagram or if I saw it on TikTok. A video of her from 2003 when she was mm-hmm. with him initially, mm-hmm. saying like, "I will change my last name to Affleck." And I was like, <gasps> "She did it. Do it." 200 years later. Like, I love it. I, I love it. Why. It's just like, as two superstars who have already lived a wildly exciting life, both of them, now they're living a movie, like living a movie, like to be yeah, back together right? and be married in Vegas and their families are happy and they're happy. And they're both just like, so blissfully happy. It's just like, Oh, I love it. Well, I just pray it sticks. I want it to laugh. I, I want this to be like, I want them to be an old, old couple 
on like at the Oscars presenting best picture in like 2040. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, 100%. I agree. I hope this is it for both of them for the long haul because I mean, they just seem well. And then like this week or yesterday, it was in the news that they said, um, Sunny Hostin, she's one of the hosts on The View. She like spoke to JLo's mom and said, JLo's mom told me that Ben has always been the love of her life, like this week and told her that. And I was like, oh, you know, and your mom knows stuff like that. And so it's just like, are you telling me this whole time? She was like, you know, she, you know, she's had other relationships and things like that that were great at that time in her life. But then to be back with the man that even her mother says like, no, he was always it. It's like, oh, it's yeah. a movie. Oh yeah. I, I had seen on um, Dumois that someone, someone had submitted um, a blind that a pin, there was like rumors that she got really drunk on her honeymoon with Mark Anthony and was crying over the fact that she shouldn't have married him and she should have married Ben. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. You do have to wonder, well, no, I guess not so much. I don't really think of Mark Anthony. And that's fine. But I do think of Jennifer Garner. I know I do too. I do too. And, and, and funnily enough, and it is the sexist world we live in. That's the only one we've seen articles about. I've seen articles yeah. uh, that are like Jennifer Garner's whereabouts discovered at the time of Ben and Jen. Yeah. Like she no, should be. No one has said anything about Mark. Yeah. Where is he? No one cares. But you yeah, do. No one cares where Aaron is. Reason, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Well, the reason why I really care about Jennifer Garner is a, I like her best out of all those people we just named and B you know, it does seem like, well, A, she had and raised children with Ben Affleck mm-hmm. and B, like, it does seem that she was there for him during some really hard stuff, even after they were separated and she helped him like go, tr- go to treatment and things like that. And so yeah. I do wonder what it's like in, in the same vein for Mark Anthony to find out like the person that you were married to and you had children with, cause that's the case for both of them. Um, was apparently always in love with this other person and it's, it's now proclaiming to be truly happy. And you're just like, oh, and that's not to say it's right or wrong. Like that's just, it's just a, it, but it yeah, is. Like, mm-hmm. You but just I, have to wonder, wonder how what it feels, feels like. Yeah. yeah. yeah or like, did they always have an inkling? Do they, yeah. did those people, like I always knew something was off. And to hear the public like rejoice Agreed. so much over this couple and it's like oh we love them and it's like well what about us you yeah, know you're like, a lot we of had a pretty together. significant relationship too we had three children on one side two kids on the other to prove for it you yeah. know to, you know and I'm sure even if JLo is like you know I, I should have been with Ben all along even if Ben is like I should have been with Jen all along either one of them would ever be like you know what I shouldn't have married them I shouldn't have had those kids no you know neither no. one of them would trade those children for a second so maybe it was meant to be in that regard they were able to have these children they were meant to have yeah but then to have this might you know life is weird and whatever people believe about things and the way they're supposed to happen it's like you know this could have been the plan too as crazy as it is but yeah well, I just want to hope and believe, because I, I think it, it kind of is the case that all of these people, these adults, and hopefully the children too, are all really happy with the lives they have right now and the people they're with and the things they're doing. So hopefully that's the case. And it's a really healthy relationship yes. for all of them. I hope. But, I mean, it is kind of funny. Like I'd forgotten, like, remember how big of a plot point it was in the tabloids when JLo had gotten married all those times years ago. 
Yeah. yeah. That was like I, the big I, joke. That was like, she was the Kim Kardashian back in the day of not like only the, the, the booty, not only the, the, the booty, but also all the, the marriages. And yeah. now it's like, yeah. we don't even think about that anymore. And that just shows tabloids. They just blow stuff up and they did it with Kim too. And now it's like, okay, who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Um, how dare she though? Truly? How dare she? post those pictures the next day when she has no makeup on and she looks beautiful. I mean, it's unreal. Like go to bed, Jennifer, stop (laughs) taking photos, go to bed, rub olive oil on your face. Did you guys read, um, the, uh, new, her like little newsletter from her like website that she sent out about the wedding. Yes. It was really cute. It was, was it? I I didn't read it. Was it amazing? Yes. Uh, POV. You're also standing in line, um, at this chapel in Vegas to get married and you turn around and Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are standing right there. No, I would be like Ben Affleck, by the way, looking literally better than he's ever looked because I saw hundred side-by-side photo of them back in the day together. And today I mean, he looks like, I was like, oh my Lord, what is, what is time? What is time for either one of them? Either one of them. Beautiful. Well, POV, you are me pulling into your garage on whatever evening it was that this news broke and your mother calls and we're talking and you tell your mother, Ben Affleck and Lopez are married and your mother says, oh yeah, I saw that two weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> no, you- okay. Susan. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, no, you didn't mom. It's literally breaking news. No, I read that two weeks ago. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's like, she sent out a super early newsletter and I saw that. Eh? You're like, <laughs> you're actually wrong. Like, no mom, I need you to react in the way that I was expecting. I, know. I was I like, I thought we were about to with have, me. Yeah. I thought we were about to have like a fun, oh, what? And she's, oh yeah. I saw that two weeks ago. You're like, okay, and, well, I guess I'll celebrate and, alone. Yeah. Then like now my mother and I are in a fight over Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck getting married oh, and who hurt first, but oh my God, she's so funny. Yeah. You're it's like at the chapel. I was traveling in Vegas. I'm sorry, Claire. I'm so sorry. Okay. All right. Well, best wishes to that precious couple. And they said reports say they're still going to have a big like party reception type thing in a few weeks or something at his home in Georgia at Ben's home in Georgia. So hmm. I did not we'll know see, he had stand a by for invites. Georgia. Stand by for invites. Obviously we're all invited. So I still yes. am holding out for a kiss from either him or Matt Damon. Like I would take one from either. Oh, same. Just a kiss. Just a kiss. A kiss. Totally. Just a kiss. Are Man. your wives that insecure that you can't kiss me? <laughs> it's just me. It's just me. Not a lot of people. Oh, just me. Is. One. One kiss. I'm not even asking for much. And we'll just record the audio and play it here. Yes. This is actually just listening. This is Claire and Matt Damon kissing. <laughs> well going from newly wedded bliss to a couple of not so much cases we've got emily ratatowski ratatowski i think it's ratatowski Ratatowski. i don't know yeah i saw that or imrata as we all call her on the internet 
Mm -hmm. And then Chelsea Handler, they're both newly single women. Um, Now the Emirata discourse has been interesting because I've come across that on TikTok a couple of times of, so she was married Mm -hmm. and they're getting divorced and they've had like some interesting headlines about their life together over the past few years. But a lot of people are saying like, well, if he, he cheated on her allegedly. And so people are like, that's what I read. Well, if he cheated on her, there's no hope for the rest of us. And then people saying, why are we putting the blame on the woman? Because that's still the case. Like, why do you have to be not why do you have to be hot enough to not be cheated on? And I, mm-hmm. in a way I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing to think about. But in the, in another case, it's just, it's what we say, but it all boils down to men are dirtbags and they're oh. going to cheat on you if they want to cheat on you. It doesn't matter yeah. who you are, what you look like, what you guys, like it matters nothing. It just means he wants to cheat on you or he can't be in yeah. a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I've seen people too have said, Oh, this guy, cause he's like, not, I mean, he's not ugly. He's just less attractive than, uh, Emily is. And people have been saying, Oh, he should be worshiping the ground that she walks on and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I think, Sometimes in cases where the girl is super attractive like that and is like dating someone who isn't like on the same level, like looks wise, it kind of ends up being the opposite because then the guy is like, oh, you know, well, like I got this girl. So like I, he kind of gets like cocky and like thinks he can just like do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I well, And it also just is a reminder of like, a relationship is a relationship. It doesn't matter what people look like. It doesn't matter, you know, what we think of them. It's like, is the relationship working? Is, are they communicating? Do they actually want to be together? You know, there's a lot of things that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could have been like on the rocks before all this shit even happened. Yeah. Who knows? But it's just, who knows? And yeah, yeah, she is really hot, but Mm -hmm. I like, you know, teach their own, teach their own. <laughs> yes. Yes. Teach their own. Yeah. It just sucks. Yeah. Cause I've read, it said serial cheater, right. You know, Emily Rojkowski, Rudge- uh, you know, divorcing husband, serial cheater. And I'm like, yikes. It's just like, they have a baby, right? Yes. Yeah. They have a baby. Yeah. And whenever I hear serial cheater, I always think of like Tristan Thompson. So I'm just very, you don't say I'm just very interested on like what kind of level he, this dude is a quote unquote serial cheater. Like, did it happen with more than one woman? Did it happen with the same woman just over a course of time? I don't know. Like, I'm just at this point, I'm just being nosy and I would like to know more. Right. Yeah. I'm like, if we're going to trash him and say he's a serial cheater, M, M, just spill to us, sweet angel. What happened? Tell us everything. Yeah. Is he in Mykonos? Is he in Mykonos with Tristan? Is that where he is? At Tell four, right eight, four, five a.m. in the morning? Like, what's happening, Tristan? You're a yeah. father. Again, I say Tristan needs to see a therapist. Honey, you're literally about to have another child with the woman you cheated on probably more than you ever had sex with her. And yeah. 
and now you're in Mykonos at 5 a.m. It's like, does he just, is he just on another level? He just doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks and not in a good way. (laughs) As we kind of talked about in a group chat, not to put us on blast, but I'll own it. Like, I'm also very curious about this woman he was pictured with at 5 a.m. in Mykonos. Cause it's like, are you, do you not know about anything that's going on anymore? Cause you, you can't feign ignorance to a situation now. Like it's worldwide news that yeah, it's Kardashian, like you're looking for yeah. this guy to take you to a club, take you to a nice restaurant, splash money on you for a couple of nights. It's like, honey, no, this is not going to be a good look for you. You are too, you are too good for him. Yes. You are too good for him. Don't put yourself you don't in need situation. to be with him. Yeah. Yeah. Take yourself to dinner. You don't need to be out with someone that, you know, is just going to use you for whatever. And then yeah. go have a baby with the woman that he's cheated on in her third trimester twice, essentially. <sighs> God bless. God bless it. So then we've got Chelsea Handler and Joe Coy. And I feel like Jacqueline, maybe you have the most knowledge of this, but this was a little shocking. I agree. I was very shocked to see this. Well, okay. So there had been recently some speculation that they had broken up because they had it posted about each other on Instagram and like some of like the, um, like meme pages I follow on Instagram and like TikTok and stuff where like everyone was like, where's Chelsea? Where's Joe Coy? Like, why haven't they been together? Why mm-hmm. haven't they they've been tagging each other? Like, what's the vibe? Um, so I don't, I don't know. Like, honestly, I'm not really a fan of Chelsea. So like, I don't like follow them in her life directly. So I wasn't really like emotionally invested, um, in this like whole situation Mm -hmm. from what I read today, they like connected during quarantine and like as friends and we're just like talking and stuff because Joe Coy used to be like a regular on Chelsea lately years ago. And then now has like done movies and continued to do stand up and all that stuff. And he basically has just become kind of like a regular, I don't know, like kind of person, you know, funny comedian personality type. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I guess they like connected during quarantine. They were like chit-chatting on the phone. They eventually started seeing each other um, it eventually developed from more of a friendship to like a relationship thing. And they dated for like about a year. And then I don't know the post on Instagram that she made was like, very, like, I was kind of like, that's just interesting. It was, um, I don't know. Her post was just very, like, uh, she was announcing the breakup while posting a video about them supposedly celebrating their one year anniversary. Right. So my, I always felt a little weird about this relationship. And this is a person (laughs) who has no, I actually no. I don't really care. I don't, I was never like, I'm not like a fan or super interested in either of these people, but I kind of feel like if you were following social or pop culture or social media, any point over the past year, you just kind of like were given this content at one point Mm -hmm. or another about their relationship. Mm -hmm. And so my take on it was always like, this is weird. Like this doesn't feel like her and you know, whatever he always, I didn't necessarily think maybe he was totally into women, I guess Mm -hmm. would be the thing or just like, definitely maybe not like Chelsea. I don't know. They, it seemed like a very odd couple to me. It seemed really 
kind of inauthentic to me in a way where it was like everything I knew about them was because they put it out there and they were making these posts and they were so in love and this, and that goes with the breakup post. It's like, she made this post to, ex- to, to like explain that this video was made before, but we're actually not together. Then don't put the video out. And yeah, then we know. don't need to see the video. And then you like, should have posted it either at the time or don't post it. Yeah. yeah. And then he has a movie coming out. Yeah. So she makes the whole post and, um, I'm just going to, it just I'm, seems a little advantageous. Like I'm looking it up right now. Cause I had not seen it. Yeah. It just, I don't know. And I I'm just playing devil's advocate because that's something fun we get to do as pop culture consumers. Yeah. And if it was a real relationship, I'm, I'm sorry for the breakup, et cetera. So but based the, off the feelings I've got. Yeah, I agree. Claire. Totally. It's like kind of weird. Um, so the video, like the caption starts off in anticipation of celebrating her first year together. Joe and I recorded this video early, but as many of you noticed, it is with a heavy heart to announce that we have decided together that it is best for us to take a break from our relationship right now. I know many of you were invested in our love and I wanted to express to you how much that meant to both of us, how much it still means and how much I now believe in love for each one of us. This man blew my heart open with love. And because of him, my life experience has changed forever to be loved and adored by Joe Coy has been one of the greatest gifts of my life. He renewed my faith in men in love and being 100% who I am. And I've never been more optimistic for the future. Joe, you blew my creativity open, my lust for working hard again, being on the road again, and you reminded me who I was and have always been, and my feet have never been more firmly planted in the ground. This is not an ending, it's just another beginning, and it's a comfort to know that I am still loved and and love this man the way the sun loves the moon and the moon loves the sun. Your person is coming. Go off track here, Chelsea. You're losing me. (laughs) I know. So- Please continue to root for the both of us because you never know what life will bring. And let's all first start by going to the theater on August 5th to buy tickets to Joe's new movie, Easter Sunday in Filipino Pride. Let's go. Like what? <laughs> That's weird. Now that last bit feels like, has this have, been a long, has this been the long game PR stunt? <laughs> I know. It's like, I kind of have emotional whiplash reading that. I'm going to tell you, hadn't heard of or thought of Joe Coy in a long time until they started yeah. Yeah, no, I hadn't either. Like, and I used to like, I've seen him and knew who he was. If people mentioned him, I'm like, oh yeah, that guy's funny. But yeah, this definitely has been a good, good come up for him because Chelsea, you know, is obviously a huge star. Um, and I used to like, I like Chelsea Handler. I used to love her back in the day when I was in college. I thought she was the best female comic I'd ever seen. I um, loved that show so much. I oh my God. every single night. Yes. And so, um, so I was happy for, her because I feel like she has been, or kind of like her whole shtick has been how unlucky in love she's been and men that she's dated that all sucked and da, 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 da. So I found it refreshing when she first came out and was like, I'm so in love with this person. He's so in love with me. It was great. And I feel genuinely happy for her. And so this just feels kind of like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. And then the, Just don't promote it. Just promote his movie in a separate post, promote his movie in a post and then do a separate post about the breakup or, or just break up and you don't have to tell anybody about it. We don't have or to talk like- about it. Honestly, I don't think anyone was sitting around marking their calendar being like, it's about to be Chelsea and Joe Coy's one year anniversary. Mm-hmm. I hope she makes it in anticipation of it. Like no one's yeah. anticipating your one year anniversary. Yeah. Like, no exactly. one's sitting around thinking that. It yeah. was really weird that she 
like I, it's fine if you want to announce the breakup because like they were in the spotlight. So like people were following their relationship. So fine if that's the decision, but it's more weird that she posted about it, still posted the one year anniversary video and then ended it with go see Joe Clay's movie. It's like, what? Yeah, to pre-plan and pre-shoot a one-year anniversary video is just a weird concept to me anyway. Um, And then, yeah, so I hope they're both doing okay. And it said just take a break from the relationships. I'm like, maybe they're planning on being back together at some point. I don't know. Or, you know, contracts can last a year. That's true. That's true. Wow. More to come. And I cannot say... I can only say Joe Coy. I could never just call him Joe. Joe? Yeah. Joe Coy is just so easy and fun to say. It's a great name. Joe Coy. Joe Coy. Joe Coy. Love you, friend. We'll see what happens. We will. Let's talk the Royals. Let's talk Meghan Markle. Who knows about this? Jacqueline, did you put this in there? Yes, I put it in there. Okay, tell me about it because I'm interested. I've been following, obviously, Megan and Harry in New York for the UN summit and all that stuff, which anytime I get to see anything Megan's wearing, same with Kate. I'm like, yes, bring it on. Public events. I love it. So I've been following that, but I hadn't read this uh, tidbit yet. So what's going on with the new book and kind of. What yeah. The- so, um, okay. I'm trying to find like an article where I can kind of like read. I can't remember what this book is called. Okay. So it's a. Um, it's this book. It's called Revenge, Megan, Harry, and the War Between the Windsors. And it's told by a well-known biographer, Tom Bauer. Um, and it's, they've been running absurd, like, you know, things from it in the Times and in the Sun. Um, and it's basically just like an, un, they're just painting like Harry and Megan, not in a great light. Um there was like some parts of it, I guess, where they were, you know, basically just like how the, um, how like the queen and like other people like, you know, surrounding her and, and in the Royal family itself were confused as to why Megan just wouldn't go see her dad to like, kind of squash all of that drama before the wedding where she, she basically was like, I guess her and Harry were like, we don't know who, where he is. Oh, but meanwhile, awesome. the sister was like, he's over here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So the, the, so I guess the family was like, just go freaking see him and just like, deal with this. This and yeah. like, just deal with it head on and then whatever. So, um, yeah, so I guess they were just like confused as to like why in general that her relationship with her dad was like estranged, um, And then, and then it just goes on. Um, Another thing this book, I guess, talks about is that, you know, it goes back to when she was an actress and it like on suits. And then she became, you know, basically one of the most famous women in the world, you know, because of this marriage. Um, And I guess like along the way, like even like uh, on suits and then, you know, while she was in the process of getting married, I guess she just kept having like certain like disagreements. Um, Apparently, you know, there was a lot of like weird interactions, but they don't really say what exactly it just says that they were both of them um, 
especially Megan, were rubbing people the wrong way, even before she met Harry. And um, it says in March 2016, Megan filmed an advertising campaign for an affordable Canadian clothing chain. And she was um, a, it just says that it was marred by clashes with Megan and a creative team. So it's like, who really knows what that means? It this just um, sounds like a lot of like claims. It doesn't sound like actual. Yeah. I know it it's not. Like yeah. It just, it's just a lot of like, um, it sounds like another book to capitalize off of this situation, which I mean, sure, if you were able to do that, I guess, why not? Because this is a topic that the entire world in some capacity is interested in, but there's already been like, what, two other books come out on this topic. And I can't imagine they're going to say anything that groundbreaking that hasn't already been posited either in those books or in some kind of gossip column. Yeah, and it's not like they like talked to like a member in the royal family who went like named and on the record and was like, yeah, it's just, it sounds like a money grab. And I mean, that's, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting, something to mention. I've seen people talk about it. Yeah, no, I do think it, yeah. I just feel like anytime they step out or do anything, I'm just like, oh, yikes. Cause it's just like, it, oh, it just feels so, I don't know. I'm just like, man, family drama is big family drama. No matter who you are, if you're the rich Royal people or you're just regular people like us, I'm like, gosh, it's exhausting. And I'm like, every time they step out, I'm like, Oh Lord, what's going to happen now? I do feel like they should go the way of like, it's like, let's posit what we think our plan for them should be. Okay. And I'm coming up with this off the top of my head, but my just immediate thought is I think they should go the way of like, like a Bill and Melinda Gates type of situation where mm-hmm. they are very seldom in the spotlight. Yeah. They are. And I know they're not married anymore, but both have committed to donating tons of their wealth mm-hmm. and trying to better the world and not necessarily needing, like, I think there's a lot we don't know about like what they do. And maybe that's the case for Harry and Meghan. And maybe that isn't possible for Harry and Meghan given just like anytime they go and do something, it's going to be, get some attention. But I just think they would really benefit from retiring from public life in general. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't need to work. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, I know there was that, I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. I know there was that issue of like, well, they're not supported. He's not able to have some wealth from the Royal family more or have the security or whatever, but I don't know. I mean, they're still richer than I am. (laughs) I would like to see them do. I want to see like a docu-series, but I don't, I don't want to see, I don't want there to be like six episodes. Like I think like three or four is perfect, but I want to see like Megan in her PJs standing in the kitchen, making coffee while like the kids are like screaming and running around with their heads cut off. Like I want to see stuff like mm-hmm. that more behind the scenes. And I wish they would do this dang podcast, but I want them to act like normal fucking people and not people that are just like, 
we're trained, you know, like so prim and proper. Like I, Megan has to have famous friends, you know, she does. And you know, Harry does. So why not say, Hey, can you come be a guest? Like we would love, like they have so much access to people that like, we would never have access to before. And I would, and I think that like, if they showed themselves in a more casual way, instead of like the, you know, Mary and, you know, they're making, they don't come across as authentic. They just don't. Yeah. Like it's so like everything they do is very like contrived rehearsed, like, and I I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is coming from three people who root for them, but like, yeah, yeah, we're fans, but I think that's why they catch a lot of heat and why some of the stuff they're doing that was so built up has fallen flat. It's because, yeah, we just, I just feel like I'm like, just take the final curtain down and just be yourselves. Be real. You've taken the leap from England and the royal family where things obviously, because of the way that culture is set up, it's, you know, everything has to look a certain way and be a certain way, whatever. You're now here in America where things are arguably chiller, but I, just be chill. Just be you guys, be what you want to be, which is if you want to be, you know, philanthropic and raise attention for great causes, do it, but don't make it such a calculated pre-planned, don't say a single wrong word type thing. Just like, come out, say yeah. why you like these causes, be genuine, be real. Like, you know, Princess Diana was, and then also, you know, people I think would respond more to the topics and ideas and things that they're wanting to, you know, talk about if they, yeah, would just take down that last final layer of feeling yeah. like they need to portray this character. Well, like, I think I- who one of their probably, I would assume like people they interact with quite often, at least who lives in Montecito, who is in that upper echelon of people is Oprah. Oprah, who mm-hmm. is worldwide figure, unimaginably rich but still comes across as authentic and herself. And so I'm hoping yeah. maybe she's trying, like she, like I don't know, like give them your people, Oprah, help them because like, yeah, you guys she's are like the same caliber. Perfect. Yeah. Like she's a perfect example of the way to do it. You can be wildly yeah. rich and help draw attention to worthy causes. But I also feel like Oprah, you never really know what she's going to say. Like even in the interview with Harry and Meghan, she would be like, are you serious? Like very like casual, like she's this world famous interviewer and she still brings like just a touch of authenticity to it that you're like, she reacted like, ah, if she, if Harry or Meghan had just told me that information, I too would have been like, are you serious? Yeah. She acts like a real fucking person. And I'm sure Oprah does things all the time. We don't know about like, exactly. and we, and we don't need to know about it. You know, it's, I don't know. That's. That's my hope from Harry and Meghan is just go into anonymity, be rich, fabulous people in private. Like I kind of want to make us stop caring about you. Honestly, I think it'll be better for their public image, but also I bet for their own mental health and happiness, just go be you and stop worrying. uh, And you know, even if they're like, they know that negative things that are written about them in the press, even if they know they're not true, it still hurts to have them out there and have people thinking this about you. So it's like, that's got to affect them both all the time. It's like, just Go yeah. Like you way. said, just be rich, have fun, go on vacation, raise your two children that are lovely and decline public, public events. Like, yeah. And, and say, you know what? We won't be there, but we will donate. Thank you so much. Good night. Was yes. it not the point of coming, of moving here? So they didn't have to do all the Royal shit, but they want to make a difference in the world. They want to do that. I think that's something they care. Like they bond over. And so I'm just saying, do that anonymously. <laughs> Yeah. Like let's, let's, um, let's do less. Like we're 
Harry and Meghan, and we're going to come do this thing for you. And we're going to attract attention. It's like, no, right. and you just, like- I would argue their, their power is in their money, not in their words, because I think their words totally. are disingenuous. And so it, their words yes. detract from them in a way um, uh, for better yeah. or worse. Completely agree. Yeah. Because it just feels like, yeah, it feels like every word they say, it just feels like they're inserting themselves into issues they're not really connected with. And other celebrities can talk about an issue or things that it, you kind of believe they really care. For some reason with Harry and Meghan, like you said, everything they say just comes across as, well, they're being paid to say this, or they're saying this to look good. Or yeah, it's like, just donate to, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, agreed, agreed, agreed all around. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys want to talk about next? Okay. Let's talk about Chris Evans, because if I wasn't, um, spoken for right now, I would be responding to his dating call right now. Um, I was, uh, I, I felt I received the call this week. I did yeah, receive say Claire. Call. Yes. I was uh-huh. like, and you pick yeah, Chris up. Evans claims he is laser focused on finding a partner. And that's a quote he said in an interview or in a said quote, laser focused on finding a partner. And I don't think he's talking about a bridge partner, ladies. I think he's talking about romance. Um, love this. I love Chris Evans. I'm shocked he's single, but you know, again, he's a superstar. So he probably has a lot of women that come around him and he doesn't really, you know, know if they like him for him, but I mean, Chris, if you're out there, honey, Claire's right here. She's I am. Ready. I truly am. I think we're like around the same age. And yeah. I'm chill. And what else? You know, HMU. <laughs> Hit me up. My I love DMs Chris Evans. on like, Twitter I mean, are open. Be like, I too wear cable knit sweaters. If this is a knife yeah. that kind of date, like whatever that, that cable knit sweater. Mm. Yeah. Love no. It. I do like that. Like everyone saw that quote and felt some kind of way. It was just like, Oh, 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 thank you for being so direct. Mr. Evans. Like who will the lucky lady be? Because yeah, it's, I think I'm can pretty comfortably say it won't be me. Um, I am open to it, but I'm not, not delusional. Um, but what an exciting prospect for a lucky lady out there, I guess. I know. I'm like, um, okay. Yeah. I was just going to look up after he did that interview. I just really enjoyed watching like Instagram and TikTok absolutely run with just that interview. It just made me laugh. Mm -hmm. I am like now wondering in a really like non crazy way, how can I track his location? Like, how do I know (laughs) where he is? Is there um, a way, is there a chill way to do that? Is there a chill? What's the next movie or show or something that he has to be promoting that he'll be on the press circuit? Like come to Dallas. Dallas come is a Dallas. white city now. Do I was going to say here. you could check Sunday spotted on Dumois, but I don't think, I don't really remember if I've ever seen him on there. He's 41. Honestly, that's perfect. I, I know. Look. I was just looking. Chris, Christopher Robert Evans, 41 years old from Boston, Massachusetts. Ooh, oh, those, in, those initials strike trauma within me for reasons I won't talk about right now. But Oh, uh, I do love <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it. <laughs> hey, you know what? At least his name isn't Matt. Thank God. Which funny that you mentioned that's that. That's true. A lady at work yesterday told me, volunteered that she's 
naming her baby Matthew. And I was like, oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do. Oh, that's hilarious. I have a rule about Matt's. I have a brother, Matt, who I love. And so aside from him, um, the name Matt is off limits. It is. Claire's been friends close in relationships with many a Matt. (laughs) Yeah, we don't do Matt's anymore. We We have ruled them out indefinitely uh no his name is not matt and he's cute i mean here's the thing if chris evans and i were in fact to get together and procreate our baby would be so ungodly pale they would have to live indoors forever Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) it might not be the best for you know the future but oh my gosh according to his wikipedia page evans i had no idea about this he dated jessica beal for five years before she married justin timberlake he dated minka kelly on and off for seven years after that when? and then actress yeah, she, was commitment she, was da- she was dating Derek jeter for a long time it how says old he- is this man is he He's older than 41. <laughs> he's got to be. And it says he dated Minka Kelly on and off from 2007. No, you guys, he's been famous for a long time. Well, he probably was dating them. Like one of them was like, who did he date 20s. after Minka Kelly? Oh, cool. He dated um, comedian Jenny Slate. Yes. They, not, yeah. I would not have known her name, but of course that's yeah, her. Oh my they were together. It, they seemed quite serious for like a hot second. Yeah. It says they dated for two years, 2016 to 2018. I'm sensing a trend, no blondes. Wow, he's really hot. I'm literally just scrolling his picture on Google Images right now, and I cannot stop. And he's one of those, he, he's a sleeper. You don't realize how hot he is until you're looking at how hot he is. And then you're like, that so milky skin, that dark hair, that beard. So if anybody wants to like tweet at him about me, that's fine. All right. So are you saying, are I'm, you I'm not going to do it yeah. myself because that's too thirsty. And let's just do it from the, just do it from the A Block Twitter account and just say, Hey, I'm one of the producers of the A Block. Um, we would be interested in having you on. Yeah. A dating <laughs> show. It's a speed our, dating show. Our first guest is Chris Evans. Our, <laughs> our, the first ever guest on the A Block is Chris Evans of Captain America fame. Chris, honey, how are you? Oh my gosh, he's so hot. I have never done an <laughs> I know. I, couldn't, I was, you guys were talking and I was half listening. I was just scrolling, staring at his pictures. It's he's actually hot shocking it's like i'm sorry with every and he's like different kinds of hot he's been hot throughout the years and he's an enduring hot oh this these pictures of him from the buzz Lightyear premiere yes with oh, the, with sunglasses? the sunglasses kill me now oh he doesn't even okay he doesn't even what? know look oh, at those teeth his teeth uh oh, it's happened again. Here we are googling hot men and podcasting about it. Jacqueline, this is what happened to us last time. You ha- you were gone when the be- weather was bad. Jack, Claire, and I, the half the podcast, we we're just googling hot men from the nineties. This was literally <laughs> it, and we're like, <laughs> look at him here. He's so hot. <laughs> One of those guys turned out to be a cult leader. If Chris Evans turns out to be a cult leader, th- th- what is the point? I'm climate change. Come and get us. Literally joining the cult and saying, "I give up, Chris." I believe everything that you say. Chris Evans' complete dating history. Is that what you were reading? Oh, no. I was just still doing Google image. I was on, or I, I did personal life. I did he personal date, life. He dated it. Kate Bosworth. Okay, that's a blonde. <gasps> yeah. check, one in, check one in my column. Okay. okay. And we've got Jessica Biel. Emmy Rossum. Oh, wow. 
Christina Ricci. I'm beginning to think he might not be a virgin. <gasps> Kristen Cavallari. What? My when the New York Post reported that the Laguna, Laguna Beach alum had moved on with the Fantastic Four star following her split from Nick Zano, she quickly cleared the air. I've known Chris for a while, just through mutual friends. We're just friends. Okay, Kristen. I wish I had to tell people Chris Evans and I are just friends. Like I would kill for that rumor. Let's just start the rumor. Chris and Claire are dating. Okay, let's do it. He has to come on here to dispute it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Chris, we will keep perpetuating this fact. Uh, Do you want to clear your name? Sources they say hooked Chris up in Miami in 2008. Okay. He says he, it, this also says that he dated Diana Agron. Okay. That woman has literally had the hottest dating history. She was dating just before she was recently dating Bradley Cooper I mean, she's dated so many people that I'm on the down low. Allegedly Taylor Swift. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. I've been deep on those TikTok theories. Don't even get me started. Sandra Diana? Bullock? What? Chris, honey, how have you found time to make a movie between all these dating? And I'm not even naming all, all the ones that I've scrolled past. Lily Collins? Wow. Minka Kelly. Jenny Slate. Lily James. Oh, another blonde. Thank you very much. Another blonde in the column. And that would be it. Hmm. Sounds like he needs a non-famous gal who's just here to, I don't know. Provide honest feedback about his film work. Be and like, wait. look, I'm not in the industry, you know, and so I can. Oh, shit. Like someone I just saw where Jack- Jacqueline already tweeted. <laughs> Jacqueline already tweeted, hey, Chris Evans, I'd like to introduce you to Claire Crouch, CC, the A block pot. <laughs> You have a better chance of seeing it since I have a check mark. Okay, no, that's true. I will be reposting it. Should I post a nude on Twitter? You no, should. no, oh, okay. no. I just I don't think so. Let um, Chris, <laughs> if you don't come on this podcast, Claire is tweeting a nude photo. Do you want to ruin a sweet girl's career? I don't think so. I'm not, I wouldn't do such a thing, but I I'm considering it now. Chris, I've gone crazy, on. crazy with love. So crazy, I know. All right. Wow. That was just a deep dive on us. I hope you know it's safe to scroll. You too are Googling Chris Evans and joining us in this. If the three of us were out to drinks right now, we would be having this exact same conversation and all three would have our phones out all looking at Chris Evans and showing each other. Oh no, he looks hotter here. Like this is how trick is. We would be doing this having margaritas. Yeah, totally. Oh, for sure. We would be silently scrolling our phones like he's so hot. And then we wouldn't talk for like two minutes because we're just like scrolling. And then the next one of us would be like, no, he is. Oh my gosh. Chris Evans is hot. (laughs) What? All we would be saying. (laughs) Oh, he's so hot. Like, ladies, can I I get y'all another drink? Yes, I'll have another. And yeah, I'll have another espresso martini. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Chris Evans, the A block pod is hot on your trail. We are loving you. We are loving you for Claire. We are loving you and Claire together. We are loving having you as a a very first guest on the A block pod. Love it. Okay. Okay. Um, I just, I I hadn't saw this either. And so I was reading over it. Apparently Tom Brady has caught heat this week for saying one of his biggest challenges parenting is because of he and Giselle's wealth. Yes. That does sound hard. Yes, he did. He, he said, um, and 
I guess he's trying to be honest and he can't help the situation that he's in with his kids. But basically he said, the hardest things is, yeah, their wealth. He said, we have people that clean for us. We have people that make our food. We have people that drive us to the airport. If we need that, we get off a plane and there are people waiting for us and we get ushered in. And he says, that's my kid's reality, which is the hard part to say, guys, this is not the way reality really is, but what can we do about that? You know, you'd think that would be, you know, honest parenting. I don't know. I'm not a parent, but anytime someone's honest about their situation is great, but this just backfired in a big way because it is so unrelatable. <laughs> like no one out there, even the other celebrities are probably like, bro, we all know, but we can't say that. <laughs> we, don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do that. We don't, we don't issue talk that about, yeah, we don't say how bad it is, how rich we are. <laughs> there are ways to expose your kids to other things or force them to do things, you know, like, yeah. Or just like, don't hire someone to do something every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get in there yourself, Tom, and make that craft mac and cheese. Get in there. I don't know. Craft mac and cheese kind of sounds really good right now. I would say the hardest thing about their parenting so is that these children have two insanely hot parents and that's what they have to live up to for the rest of their lives. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. your mom- your mom is the supermodel of the world. Your dad is the all-time greatest quarterback and also could be a model. I mean, yeah. what are you to do? Yeah, what I do don't you- care about your, your bank account. I'm looking at your face. And also they're the best <laughs> of the best in both of the things that they do. So now the kids have this pressure that they have to be the best of the best of whatever they do. Even, oh my God, can you imagine if one of those boys plays football? Oh, oh no, forget it. Yeah, forget don't. it. Don't like he needs to like go play soccer or something. Ollie was under the table and I didn't know he was under there. And I heard something and I was like, oh my gosh, what is it? A rat? It scared me. Ollie, don't scare your mother like that. Corgi sized rat. Everything's fine. Corgi sized rat. They they make the rats bigger these days. Mm. Anyway. Okay. Speaking of, you mentioned Taylor Swift a minute ago. Um, Is she engaged or is she not Claire? Okay. Well, along the lines of what I mentioned about my mother, earlier. My mom told me, my mom told me like two weeks ago, she goes, did you hear Taylor Swift is engaged? And I said, I did or no, no. I, I think I had seen like the reports and she said, apparently they've been engaged for quite a while, but they've only been talking about it among their closest circles. And she only wears the ring among family and closest friends and like getting, I have to tell you guys, it's just a selfish story, but if you can ever get your pop culture news from my mother, it is truly one of the greatest gifts and you won't ever get it because it's really only something that happens from her to me, but it's a treat because she (laughs) says it with like such authority and it's hysterical. And my mom loves, my mom loves pop culture gossip, like always apparently her mother did. So it's a family tradition. I love it. I love that. I do. I do definitely believe they are engaged. Um, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. I think I've also seen like a couple pictures where like maybe she had the ring on, but she had her hand in her pocket and it was very, I, I, I get pretty deep. I get served some pretty niche Taylor content on TikTok and on my IG. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so I've seen the pics. I know what I'm talking about. And I do believe she is engaged. And so my question was, cause this was my little topic for the week was, is she engaged? What does this mean for her music and when, and what are we getting next? So one of the great things about Taylor has always been her 
like cathartic songwriting. So it seemed where like she would put her heartbreak to song or she would write about her life experience. So now it's like, okay, well, if she's, and she has been in this, you know, what appears to be stable relationship for a while now. And we've gotten plenty good music. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm just, I'm, I'm curious about what adult adult Taylor looks like once she's like married, settled down, like into her thirties and like a, a true grown up. Will she continue on with a pop music career? Will she just become a songwriter? Will she transition into a different kind of music? And will we continually get albums all the time? I don't know. Yeah. It does make you wonder. Yeah. It's like, it's true. It's like we, I think the reason so many women have connected or women, men too, fans have connected with Taylor is because of the, you know, the uh, intensely emotional breakup type albums she gives us and heartbreak and true feelings. And yeah, it's just like, I wonder, yeah, what is this next stage? What does this mean for her music? Are we finally going to get confirmation or is one day she's just going to be cryptic and post a wedding photo one day? And we're all going to be like, Taylor does love a good shock. My prediction is that I think she's going to do like a music video for one of the songs on like Evermore or something. And it's going to be like the wedding day. Maybe I can see that. Or maybe like her and her dress, like them two together, like the, that like kind of stuff. My only pause on like, on one hand, I can absolutely see her making the engagement or wedding part of her music lore but I but on the other hand she's been very private and protective of that and so I wonder if like she'll ever acknowledge it in a way you know and that would almost be like the cooler thing is to like never acknowledge it yeah and never truly confirm deny come out with anything I mean I think she will acknowledge it in some way but I don't know if it'll be a music video but at the same time I could see it being that way yeah exactly um yeah yeah I am. I just like, I just, I would hate to ever be robbed of like the joy that was like Haley, the lover album. We had, we had our moment in Denver when that album came out and like, I love it. Like it was, I still love that album. I love the experience of that album. Yes. And then like the experience I had with folklore and evermore. And I think so many people had that experiences with those through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then with the re-releases now, those have been new experiences. And so I'm thankful in the sense that I know we're at least getting like a few more re-releases, but I'm like more and more nervous. I don't think we've gotten the last original Taylor Swift album by any means, but like, I do wonder how long that lasts in terms of the way she wants her career to go. Because Mm -hmm. I mean, she could put out albums, forever. And I think be successful, but I just feel like, unfortunately the way pop music goes or the way music goes and the way life goes that could start to look different for Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what re-release do you think we're, could, are we getting next? Because a lot of people, there's a lot of talk that's going to be a double re-release of 1989 and speak now I was I was I'm gonna predict that in like the fall it's gonna be that that's gonna be a re-release and then a, I think the double yes I think end of winter 
early spring is going to be a next new album. Okay. And then we'll just only have the debut album to really re-release. Yes. I think mm-hmm. that'll maybe happen at the end of next summer or maybe even next summer. Okay. And Lover is not a re-release album. Lover is her own, right? Yeah. That was the first one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, TBD. Taylor, keep us updated. Um, Taylor, after um, we have Chris Evans on, we'd obviously love to have you on as well. Yeah. Um, just let us know when you and Joe are free. Like whenever the reception is, we obviously don't want to have you on like in the middle of your wedding reception. But um, oh. if you just let us know when that is, then we can schedule around it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We'll tweet at you too, Taylor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to talk about a, uh, another true crime doc I've watched on Netflix over the last like two nights and binged it and finished it. And I wanted to know, have either one of you watched DB Cooper? Where are you? I've almost started it multiple times. So I'm glad you've watched it. Yeah, This is on like my home thing is like, you need to watch, but I I haven't watched it. It kept showing up and I was like, this is a cool case. I do want to watch it. It was not what I thought it was going to be. It basically, you know, obviously I knew they weren't going to solve it, but it's about all these people that in some decades, and these are like private investigators or just citizen sleuths, you know, that have risen in the age of the internet. Um, it's really good. They do a good retelling of it. They interview people who were actually there on the plane um, when it happened. And then it's, it's, but the book, it's just different than I thought. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, if you're going into it thinking they're going to solve it, they don't, obviously, or it would be all over the news. But it, it just was cool because it just does touch on. And it was such an interesting thing, especially all three of us love true crime. And if you love true crime, like anyone out there, they said a point where I was like, this is so true. And they were like, we all love, a bow, a wrapped up, you know, a box tied up with a ribbon on it at the end of every crime. It's so satisfying because there's an end of the story. And that's what's so frustrating about this case or any unsolved case is our human brains, especially the age in which we live. It's like, we aren't satisfied when there's no end. And it's so true. Like how good does it feel? That's why I think it feels so good to watch a dateline or to yes. watch a true crime thing or read about it because you know the ending is coming we we catch the guy we catch the girl you know or or we don't they kill themselves or we at least know who did it and it's like that's what's it is true our culture does thrive on okay there's this crazy story but it ends we know where it ends this you don't and it's 50 years ago now 51 years still no clue they have all these suspects and they go do deep dives on tons of different suspects one of which they do a ton alive. on and he you're could like still be alive right yes he could yeah. still be alive he yeah. would be in his 90s now yeah. but um yeah he could still be alive and so a lot of the documentary goes into how investigating this why people are so entranced by it why this one case where no one was injured yes a guy did jump out of a plane with a parachute with two hundred thousand dollars that is crazy but no one got killed thank god like why this case and why is it so impossible to solve? Right. And why yeah. are people dedicating 10 years of their personal lives trying to solve it? So it, it, it's a true crime documentary and that it documents the crime, but it also it, that was genius. It's a true crime documentary and that it documents the crime. That was genius as well. Um, <laughs> that, that was good. Um, but it just goes into a lot of why people are fascinated by it. When will we ever solve it? Will we ever solve it? How did this person pull this off? So I think it's good. It's not the typical true crime documentary where they tell you, here's this crime, here's who committed it, you know, et cetera. It's, it's a lot about people like us that love true crime and the satisfaction you're going for, but you can never get. Um, so I thought it was really interesting. And I do wonder, like, it made me think like, 
because of course, like when we all die, you know, if you believe in, you know, heaven and the afterlife and things like that, you know, obviously the first thing people like to joke about, especially in true crime is what's the first crime you're going to ask God about when you get to heaven and be like, who was it? Who killed so-and-so for me? Yeah. Nothing will ever top JonBenet Ramsey. JonBenet, I know. JonBenet is like that. If God, God has to tell us as soon as we all get there, it's like, Lord, just tell us. And then for me, the uh, JFK, obviously. Oh, that's what I was about to say too. I was like, I, I mean, I was like, is it's it, a toss what? up. Cause I want to know, like, do we have it right with JFK or do yeah. we not? Yeah. Do we have yeah. it right? Do we not? I mean, there's these cases it's like DB Cooper. It's so infuriating that in this day and age, they still haven't solved it, but think we have so many other unsolved things that it's just like, and then we have cases, you know, of course, that are so not famous that have never been solved that we don't even know about that could be even more baffling. And that exactly. we, they just didn't yeah. get the same attention for whatever reason. Yeah. Cool. Cause it wasn't a famous person or high profile, like mm-hmm. jumping out of a plane or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Or another one is I want to know all the wrongly convicted people when I get to heaven, oh, I want to be shown all the people that, that it's well, like, they'll, no, they'll, hopefully they will all be in heaven. <laughs> exactly. If they're wrongly yeah. convicted, it's like, Oh, that's just sickening to think about too. At the other side of the coin. Are there any other crimes that you guys can't wait to figure out one day, hopefully while we're still alive, or if not, when we meet the Lord, <laughs> I don't know. Well, this is, I mean, you named the two that I'm most interested yeah, in same. in terms of unsolved, but in terms of, this is not exactly answering your question at all, but okay. so that, um, that has been on my list to watch. And I've been like, oh, should I watch it? Should I not? And I've like done something else, but I have, I was curious to know if y'all have watched either that one. Or I think a couple times I've watched in place of that on Peacock, there's the, a new Dateline series called The Last Day. And it, and it um, it's all the Dateline reporters, but it just chronicles like the last day of all these people that were murdered. And then like talking about like one of, I think the first episode was, um, oh, unfortunately, was her name Molly? The one in Brooklyn, Iowa. She was the, she was jogging and she oh, was. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, what's Mo- it, is it Molly Tibbetts? Molly Tibbetts? I think, I think it is Tibbetts. Tibbets. Okay, and that was, a, that was the first one. And that was, that's been a really good um, true crime series where it's, I mean, it's very much in the vein of Dateline because it is the Dateline team, but it's a little bit different and they've been releasing new episodes every week. So I've watched that and then, there's one on HBO Max I haven't watched that I was wondering if y'all watched called um, Murder Mind Over Murder. That's supposed to be really good. Um, I watched that, a case yeah. in Nebraska, I believe. Okay. And then on Hulu, good. I haven't watched it yet, but is and I'm dying to watch it. So this is truly what's going to break me down to resubscribe to Hulu is the Victoria's Secret documentary. Oh yes. Okay. You know, I have not watched any of those, but I'm appreciate you mentioning them because I do want to watch all three of those things. Yeah. The, the DB Cooper one is on that list with all of those in mind. Yeah. So I thought maybe uh, I don't yeah. know if y'all had any of those on your if list. Looking, well, I haven't watched any of those, I, but I will. If you're <laughs> I'll looking do it. for a, um, like true crime doc on HBO, it's called, um, murder in middle beach. And it's really good. Oh, Ooh, murder, okay. murder in Middle Beach is one of the most maddening because you don't that you don't there. That's one that you don't really get much resolution. Yeah, you don't oh. get much resolution. And it's literally like a kid goes and makes a documentary about his mom who was murdered. And like, basically, it's it's basically like a true crime podcast, but like you're watching it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. OK. And I think don't they kind of make it seem like we're going to get another episode of that eventually? Yeah. 
I felt like, I, I, I mean, it's been a little while since I've watched it. Cause the it's end not- kind of insinuates that. Yeah. I mean, it's not solved. So I guess it's yeah. the reason. Did y'all ever um, watch or listen to, cause I, there was oddly a lifetime movie that was like based on this murder. And that's how I got into it. And then I ended up listening to a ABC news podcast about it called murder on the Cape. And it was the murder on Cape Cod in the town of Truro or no, mm-hmm. I think that's Martha's vineyard in the town of Truro. Mm-hmm. That the town is like T R U R O. It's kind of a odd name, but it was this woman. Um, and she worked in, at, in like fashion magazines in New York city. Her dad owned a home in this small town. It was like a small little, I think like Island town in Martha's vineyard. And, um, she came to live in that home. She ended up having a baby on her own. And so it was just her and this little baby. I think she was like a toddler and she was murdered in her home and they could not figure out who it was. And like, kind of the, I mean, it got a lot of attention because she was this single white, like fabulous New York city woman who was murdered. Uh-huh. But the like legally, what got a lot of notoriety was because this was such a small town, they asked everyone on the island, every man on the island to submit a DNA test. Oh, wow. And that's how they started to like figure it out. It was very interesting, but there, it was an, the, the ABC podcast was really good. And Sonny Hostin actually from the view who we oh. talked about. She was a prosecutor on the case because that's what she used to do. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it was interesting to hear her talk about it. And I listened to that while I still lived in Lexington. So it's not new, but it's a good podcast to listen to. And it's not too long and um, very compelling. And you do get an end result. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah. I can only watch like that's I love. I really enjoyed the DB Cooper thing because it truly is so good. But I can only watch like. Like I loved all the new unsolved mysteries, but then I have to pretty much as a palate cleanser, watch a show that has an ending. I have to watch a true crime series where they catch the guy. I can only watch so much unsolved stuff before I'm like, no, I'm, I can't take this, these open-ended, I can't do it. <laughs> like I like it all, but I have to have a palate cleanser of a solved crime at some point. Isn't it infuriating also in 2022, when you're mm-hmm. putting out something like the unsolved mysteries series on Netflix, where millions of people are watching it, mm-hmm. like it can be solved. It can be solved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Someone knows. Yeah. And that to yeah. me is one of the most upsetting things. It's like people out there know. And I mean, we know that's the case for pretty much any unsolved crime is like, there are people out there who know, and they're just not talking. And I think for me, it just becomes more frustrating the more exposure a case gets where it's like, hello, we know the answer is out there. Yeah. 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 I just pray for deathbed confessions. That's what I pray for. I'm like people at what, why I can understand never coming forward until you know, you're about to die. Cause you're afraid of whatever ridicule or charges or something, but I'm like, just tell us, just do it. I know. Like, please. Please all out of our misery. Do it. Um, Jacqueline. Yes. Jacqueline. Uh, what is going on? Um, I was just searching for this Instagram post that I saw. Um, so I am going to talk about, um, a feud with some of a couple of our favorite, um, real housewives. But before I do that, I just have to briefly mention, um, this came on as we were recording, um, a little, um, 
it just was released that Southern Charms, Shep Rose and his girlfriend, Taylor, have um, broken up. Um, apparently, I know, especially I watched last week's episode and I was like, all right. He was like, she apparently had a pregnancy scare. She's not on birth control. Uh, they just use like the pull out and pray method. Oh dear. And, um, she was like, I don't know. I think I'm pregnant. Cause she was late. And he was like, I can't handle a baby. And he's like, oh. and, yeah. um, she was like, well, I need you to at least be like, I don't know if I can handle up. Like if this happens and like, I'll be here, like, it'll, and it'll be fine. And he never really yeah. got to her. So there was like these issues. So anyways, um, but apparently, so I guess, um, people came out with this and it says, according to insiders, problems in their romance came down to Rose's disinterest in being faithful. Oh, oh, oh no. Well, I have to say my toxic trait is I'm very attractive to Shep. Always have been. Same, same, same. <laughs> okay, good. No, I know. And I'm like, this guy is no, not he's why he obviously sucks, but I'm he like, sucks so bad. But I don't I'm kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> it's I feel like we're the one that could tame him. Like, uh, it's like, ah, he wouldn't do that to me. It's like, um, it's like that is why I'm in therapy and I'm Lexapro. Hey, <laughs> I need to be reined in. Your girl can't be trusted. Like, I saw a TikTok and it's so true. And it was a girl just walking along and I was like, oh, been there. And this is one of those times. This is a ship moment. She was just walking along and goes, you know that when you know you're making an impulsive decision, but you're like, whatever, today's a great day to be a maniac. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's so true. So if we saw Shep Rose anywhere, we would all be like, well, yeah, a great day to be a maniac. Great day to be a maniac. Shep, I know. Like sometimes back in the very beginning, I was more attracted to Shep than I was Craig. And then I Craig know. crept in and I was like, Craig is so hot. If only he would get his shit together. Craig has never been my type. Like I think Craig is a cutie. Like I think he's a mess and a half. And I think, but I do imagine I do like appreciate he is a physically attractive human being, but he's not really for me. Shep, I mean, for better or worse, I'm just like HMU. Oh. <laughs> I, I yeah, enjoy his brand. Yeah. I enjoy the brand of Shep. I enjoy the brand. I, yeah, that's it. I enjoy the brand with like someone similar to him, maybe with, no, I don't know. I like him. Never mind. It's him. You're going full <laughs> press, huh? It's, it's either Chris Evans, Evans or Shepard Rose. Okay. <laughs> it's one or the other at this point. Yeah. So funny. I'm not unrealistic. No, you're not. You're quite realistic. If I don't say so myself, Thank I love you. it. Thank well, you. I just had to say that because I, um, when we were looking on Instagram earlier, that was like the first thing that had popped up. So I just wanted to share with the class love. Um, so, um, you know, real housewives, ultimate girls trip is currently airing on Peacock and that's, you know, part of the cast, Jill Zarin, Tamra, Judge from OC, Vicky from OC. I mean, this cast is just Chef's Kiss. It's, Got it, it is all. so good. It is the best, maybe, show probably ever. on television. Yeah. It is like I encourage not, like, even if you've probably never watched a housewife show ever, you could tune into this mm-hmm. and you would think it was funny. Totally. Because yeah. it is hysterical. Vicky, yeah. we're all going to die, you know? We're all gonna die one day. We're all gonna die. 
And then, like, and then she goes, and then she goes, and if I die in this moment, I want you to tell everyone that I died sad. And I was like, yes. what? it's like, what? This she's is bonkers. Talking about, she's talking about being mad at the host of the house for being mean to everyone. And she's like, I'm sad. She goes, and we're all going to die one day. And she goes, and I don't want to be sad. She's like, cause you know what? We're all going to die. And we're like, everyone in the room is like, what the fuck is she talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like what? You've all been to a party with someone who's done that. And <laughs> I, yes, I am usually that person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you just get in the feels at a party and it's like, look, I, I have to share yeah. this. I, have to I, I, think, I think it should be mentioned that she was stone cold sober when she said this. So psychotic. I don't know. It was just really funny. So, you know, there's feuds on the show. And I think the best part that has come, one of the best things that has come from the show is they are all now arguing with people they got along with on the show on social media. And oh. it has been phenomenal. Jacqueline, so I didn't realize, is there really not a reunion? No. Okay. And wasn't there a reunion for the first one? No. Oh, I thought there was. No. Yeah, there needs to be badly. This one, there needs to be because they're all arguing. But yeah, all things have changed happen. so much. It's like, Andy, come on, get it together. Surely yeah. he's listening. So basically like, like, um, at this point on the show, Jill and Tamra and Vicky are like, they're getting along, like whatever. There's been like a couple bumps in the road, but it's like nothing crazy. Well, Mm -hmm. so for the past couple weeks, there's been rumors that Tamra judge and, um, this other girl who used to be on OC, um, Alexis Bellino is them two are going to be on this new season of OC and they like start filming very soon. And in, um, in this, within the rumors, there was like two housewives that were first like one and done's were like, we're not coming back. So then everyone was like, Oh my God, who's going, who's coming back, who's coming back. And everyone has been dying for like more OG girls to come back on the show. Mm-hmm. So there's all these rumors going around that it's Tamara and Alexis. Everyone's freaking out. Everyone's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so fun. Nothing is confirmed. Well, then I guess Jill Zarin goes, um, I didn't really understand where this video was like posted, but she takes this video and she's in the Hamptons at like, um, at like some dinner thing. And like, she's like kind of talking about that. And then she goes, you know, I, and she's like, and I'm really excited for my friend Tamara, you know, for being back on the OC. She's like, I know my friend Vicky is a little upset about it, that she's not going back to, but you know, it's good for Tamara. It's really good for her. And it gets like leaked and then Tamara. So it gets posted on Twitter and then Tamara tweets back at her and goes, um, Jill's like, you're a thirsty bitch. <laughs> Going Jill's <laughs> oh shit. So then, so then Tamara like ha- basically is like forced to confirm that she's going back on the show, but mm-hmm. then Jill, so then every, so then she's like, so then Tamara posts an Instagram video on her story and is like, I have, I have something to confirm with you that Jill Zarin's a thirsty bitch. And it's just like, oh my God. This is oh, so- yikes. And then, 
And so then Jill Zarin makes a video in response to that and posts it and says that she wasn't like, she was saying congrats to Tamara for getting on it as like all of the other reports have been that Tamara and Alexis Bellino are back on the show. Not as in like, oh, Tamara told Jill and Jill has, or Jill has insider information. And she just was like, I don't have any insider information. She was like, I literally was just repeating what's been out there for like a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. So they've been kind of going back and forth, but honestly, I love it. Um, I love this feud. I, and it's just getting me really excited for Tamara to be back on the OC because Tamara can, I love her. She's such good TV. She's literally a professional housewife. Um, she knows when to be a spaz and when to not be. And I love that about her. And I am excited for her to be on my television more often. Has she ever been on uh, OC without Vicky? No, I don't think so. Cause I think she came on after, right? I imagine yeah. Vicky's going to be like a friend of Vicky has to work her way back in, especially because I, so I've always been appreciative of Vicky and the way, or in the sense that like, she is truly like one of the originals. Like she's from the original cast of the original yeah. franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that is to be respected in terms of the anthologies of housewives history. But there are definite aspects of her personality that have always just irked me. Yeah. And, but on this ultimate girls trip, I'm just like, inject Vicki Gumbelson into my veins forever and totally. always she has I mean was she at the insurrection I don't know like that is she has addressed that on national television mm-hmm. and that is for some that is another time and place but not now what is for but now is now. my love for Vicki Gumbelson's dramatic insane dramatic behavior on real and I want it on I need it on OC too it's excellent television she's hilarious honestly she is so funny she's so dramatic she's not even trying to be funny when she but but also sometimes she is and it works it's like yeah she knows what she's doing and I don't think I've ever fully appreciated her until this I mean Ultimate Girls Trip has really been a showcase for like the first season and this one for like maybe talent that was taken for granted. Like totally. we, didn't, we didn't understand what we had. We didn't know what we had and we're now with thankful. <laughs> and this season has just been, I mean, everyone essentially, but Dorenda, I, I will say Dorenda, Taylor and Brandy, I will all not be set. I, I could do without after this and mm-hmm. probably Jill. But everyone else, Phaedra, Eva, Tamara, Vicky, I don't think I'm leaving anyone else out. No, you're not. I like the all-star performances. Like, congrats. Star performances. I mean, Uh Phaedra's commentary, like in her confessionals, and then also just like along the way, like throughout the day, is so hilarious. Like I mean being like, you are so hungry. Oh Lord, thank you for her strong appetite. Like, and then and then when she the best part is when Brandy was talking about like some girl that was a lesbian, and then and like how she was like talking to her and hitting on her, and then like and then Phaedra just goes, Well, how'd you know she was a lesbian? And then Brandy goes, her eyebrows, and everyone was like, ah! <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. One of, I truly gasped and then like laughed out of uncomfortability and then like have heard it replayed since. And I was just like, this show is fully off the rails. Insane is when they were at the red lion in, which mm-hmm. was a, a place that Dorinda claimed to have worked and kept like making up facts about the place. And the waiter was like, mm, that's not true. The waiter I, literally was like, like oh, is it dressing. true that the blue oh, cheese no. dressing is still homemade? And he was like, there is no blue cheese dressing. Oh, <laughs> she, was like, she was like, this house was built in 1862. He was like, actually it was 1774. Um, oh gosh. But, so funny. but it was a really like odd situation where Taylor all of a sudden out of the blue decided to come for Brandy and it was so uncomfortable. And she was like, Brandy, you came into this group of classy ladies. You were a hot cinnamon stick and a successful cup of water or something. And everyone was that like, was what? Really weird. Like, what does this even mean? What are you saying? And, and they were going yeah. back and forth. And everyone and Taylor- was at the table was like, yeah and Taylor was like we have critics choice awards or something and everyone was like okay and then Taylor and like this is what she said and I will never forget it because I was like I can't believe this is happening she goes oh you were so successful but your husband killed himself because (gasps) Taylor Armstrong's husband that's what Brandy said yes did in fact kill himself and that was dead on the show and I was like what am I watching this is I mean Brandy was dead ass serious dead serious you can't say that but she did and then no it doesn't stop there though and And everyone at the table was like yeah, everyone was like, oh, no, 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 you can't say that. So here's the thing. Taylor, I feel like in a way, didn't get that upset. Um, I mean, her husband, Russell Armstrong, uh, allegedly abused her, or I don't yes. know if it was a, a, a proven or not, but it does appear he abused her. And then he did, in fact, no, take she, his own life. She, she yes. confirmed that he- Okay, so he did, he did, I, yeah, okay. So he Ugh. abused her. So probably it, it's just a sordid situation for her. Brandy says that. The table receives it. Brandy leaves because everyone's like, oh, honey, you can't say that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then Dorinda comes after Brandy at one point and Brandy has children and Dorinda is trying to explain to Brandy why you can't say this. And Dorinda was like, what if she, what if one, like, basically she turned it on her being like, what if one of your children was dead? And she was like, you can't do that. Like, they're all just like, against each other it was insane I was literally on my couch just being like Rue are you seeing this I know like I, mean, I like, saw it two weeks ago yeah I mean the housewives exactly. the thing about the housewives is they love an analogy uh-huh. you don't you don't bring the kids into it you don't bring don't the kids bring into it kids that so, is a hard and fast rule so no matter the good. franchise what, so anyways, is, you should watch Real Housewives Ultimate Girls. Don't we only have one more so episode? I think funny. Yeah, I think like one or two. God, I, I'm truly. I want this group so to go on a trip ending. like this every year. This is the perfect group. The producers knew what they were doing when they sent all of these girls to the Bluestone Manor because they knew Dorinda was going to act outside of her mind the whole time because mm. she would be hosting. And then she knew that Tamara and Vicky would hate it because they're from the OC. We're like, 
it's literally bright and sunny everywhere all the time. Yeah. They're dealing with all these old buildings and they're like, it's just, (laughs) it's perfect. It really is perfect. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. The best of every season. Of the ones okay. represented, one hundo p. All right. Oh yes. Oh yes. Wow. Okay, guys it, or gals, it's time for our weekly favorite things in self care. Jacqueline, you want to kick us off this time? Yeah, sure. Um. So my favorite thing. Um. This week is I have started. Wa- I'm sure you guys have seen people talking about it, but it's that show on Hulu called Bear. Yes. Was it about the restaurant? Yes. It's yes. about, it's about um, a restaurant in Chicago. It's kind of like a meat, like deli, um, like restaurant type vibe. It's really good. I watched, a bu- I started watching it yesterday and I'm like, I'm probably like five episodes in and I'm like totally hooked. So oh, I've heard highly good personal reviews, like from people I know who love Yeah, same, it. same. Mm-hmm. I've not heard a single bad review. Okay. The bear bear. Okay. And I love it too. um, Just because, you know, it's Chicago and they like drive around. Like, I don't know. It's just cool to see how they portray the city, like on the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my self care this week is, um, I, I don't know. I honestly have just been obsessing over my ice roller. Um, just after like being outside in the heat this weekend at that concert and like drinking and stuff, I just felt super like puffy and bloated. And I've been doing my ice roller in the morning and at night, just like extra, extra. So that's kind of like my, my self-care at the moment. I just added because you guys had recommended, you both had recommended an ice roller a while back and it's been in my like saved section of Amazon. And I literally just added it into my cart like earlier today. Cause I was like, I need to get one of those. Cause I think about it, especially when it's so hot like this, I've never owned one and you guys have both made me intrigued. So you really do still love it. And right now you're I, loving it. A ton. I literally I use, use it every, every single day, mm-hmm. every okay. single day. As my coffee is making, I sit there and ice roll my face. Uh huh. Okay. Cause that's another, re- yeah. I'm like, well, I hate to like have to go downstairs to get it, but I'm like, if I just use it, yeah, while my coffee's making, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ice it's roller. Really, it's really good if like you like are like you wake up and you feel tired or you just feel like kind of puffy for like whatever reason, whether it's allergies or you're hungover, like it's just a great, you got a headache, you go and roll that shit. It's so, I love it. And it's, it's just like a soothing thing too. Yeah. I enjoy it for me. Yeah. It's just like a soothe. I feel incomplete in the mornings that I don't do it. Yeah. Totally. Do you see a difference? I think I do. Uh, there's been times that I have looked okay. for a difference. Um, but I honestly, I do it at a time in the day where I haven't really looked in the mirror much before. I usually brush my teeth, splash my face with water and do my skincare and then ice roll because I yeah. read that you should do your skincare and then ice roll on top of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like you, yeah. you should like ice roll with like a serum on your face, like a moisturizer. So I, Claire, I literally do the same thing. Yeah. Wake up brush my teeth, do my skincare. I take my little palm of vitamins and walk downstairs, make a coffee. And while I'm doing that, I like, yeah, 
I roll, roll, roll my face. face. Yes. Rolling in the mornings. I like it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Who wants to go next? Claire? Sure. Um, my favorite has been a show I've been binging. And in fact, as soon as we log off, I'm going to watch an episode and that has been below deck down under. And I am fully obsessed with this series. It's taken me a little bit by surprise because down below deck in general, which is the Bravo series that's based on yachting. Mm -hmm. Um, oh yeah. has, Has always been like a little bit of like a mystery to me as to why like it's on so much because I remember like the first season or two of the original series I did watch and I was kind of into, but then I was just like, eh, and I've just never really been able to get it again, but below deck down under, I actually don't know if it's airing at all on actual television on Bravo, but I know for sure it's on the Peacock app. Um, I just, I love this cast. Um, lots of different sense it is definitely the most attractive crew the captain is hot hey people are hot um in a way it's like there's drama but it's like sometimes no drama i love Toomey. i love asia okay i, I love show. captain jason um it's just really good and it's like great escapism because I have not been on the vacation in a very long time and I don't see one coming up anytime soon. And this just kind of like lets me pretend and um, especially vacation on a scale that I could never afford, even if I was taking a vacation. So that is nice. And yeah, I just, I'm really enjoying it. It's just like a pleasure to watch and no, I was big into below deck, uh, when Hannah, when Hannah, was it Hannah or Kate? Uh-huh. I can't remember. I loved, I used to watch below deck a lot. Cause it was on TV a lot. Yeah. It's always on. It's literally. Yes, and so I watched on. it. Yeah. I was always watching it by chance, but enough whenever it was on one or a couple of seasons, I watched a lot of it and in sequence. And I was like, why is this show so good? Cause it's like every couple episodes or one of it's new because they have the new, you know, rental people or whatever they are, the clients yeah. or whatever it makes it yeah. fresh and new, but still some of the same dry. It's a great show. It's a great show. I do show. enjoy a show. Well, A, it's like a world that I, it's, I don't know about. It's like, I don't know about it's like what there it's are like people that this is their job. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what? And I like a job. I like a show that does focus on people's jobs. You know, I think that is an interesting peek behind a curtain sort of mm-hmm. thing. Especially so, is so interesting. Like, cause I know nothing about it. So yeah. like, the ins and outs is so cool, but I've never, I have to say, I've never been like, I need to watch the new episode of Below Deck. Like if it's on, I'll totally sit there and watch like a bunch of episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. this is like, I, I, last week, I just, I didn't feel good at all last week. And so that's kind of how it started. And then I got totally hooked in and now it's my favorite thing. And I'm going to run out of episodes soon. And I'm, I'm sad, but Whoa. it's been really good. It's been really good. Um, and then my self-care has been, it was kind of born out of, gosh, I don't know if it was Sunday or Monday night on, it was Sunday night. Cause it was going into the, the work week. And I think it is fair to say I've still been in a funk. I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. It's just been like, I don't know. It's, you know, I kind of feel like I, I started off with a bang here in Dallas and then it's like, things have caught up with me in terms of like, no life, no friends, no, like, it's felt pretty bleak at times to be perfectly honest, but I have to remind myself that that's not actually reality. 
because it's not like there's mm-hmm. just not, it couldn't be further from the truth. Like I have a lot going for me. There's a lot going on. I do actually have friends. I do actually have like different things. And so I, I had like at one point or another, cause I really don't remember come across a TikTok of all things talking about like setting like achievable goals for every week mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of not like brush your teeth, wash your face, whatever, but like, those are great. And if that's what you need to set for yourself, do it. But like things that you can accomplish each week that maybe you wouldn't just be doing if you hadn't like written it down, but things are very easily achievable. Mm-hmm. So, and I did that starting Sunday night. Cause I was kind of starting to spiral on Sunday in terms of like, I don't have, you know, I don't know. It was just like all those things we start telling ourselves. And so I was like, what can I focus on outside of myself? And I just wrote a list of goals and those really helped center me. And in these past couple of days, when maybe I've started to return to those thoughts or those feelings, I've reminded myself of those goals and it's helped me kind of get back on track. And so I'm hoping I can continue that for a little bit, at least until maybe I have, well, I mean, it would be nice probably to continue that forever. It's probably not a bad practice, but especially until I feel like I have a firmer foundation underneath me in terms of like my, my life here, which Mm -hmm. I think I'm still coming to terms with the fact that like I'm building my life here and it's not easy at times, but it is. You're so brave too, because yeah, you did have a huge life change. And like you said, you are building a life there, you know, like just because you're from there didn't mean you were going to go back and everything was going to be, you know, the same, like you've had, you've worked and you've been really honest on this podcast about the challenges and about how difficult it's been and different things and ways you've put yourself out there. And so, yeah, I think that's great to set those attainable goals. So at the end of every week, you're still like, I had a good week. I accomplished all the things on my list, or at least the majority of them. And I'm, you know, think positive so many times, like you said, just to get you centered. Cause we, uh, as a, as a spiraler myself, I understand what you mean when you're like, Oh gosh, I don't have this. And I, and, and life is this. And uh, yeah, it's like, yeah. So I think that's really good. Yeah. I'm just trying to practice some or utilize some tools that can just help you, you stay grounded. Yeah. I can give you some like bumpers yes. in terms of like you can bounce up against them and they'll bounce you back into the middle in a way is how I always visualize it. Kind of like bowling when you're a kid. Oh, yes. Yes. Nice. Yes. Well, good. All right, Haley. Okay. My favorite thing this week is a new product that I actually just got from Amazon today. Um, because so when I got a facial a couple weeks ago, um, and I started using the skincare line from the dermatologist or from the yeah. Dermatologist office. They included in it every day you wash your face and you use like a wet round, one of those little bottle packages of rounds that you put on after you wash your face and they like exfoliate or an acid or something like that. I use the ones from the dermatologist, love them. They're hella expensive though. So I looked up the ingredients and I found a version from target. That's the same ingredients. Um, and it's by that brand Pacifica and it's called Pacifica glow baby face rounds. And so it's like in a little like jar and it's just those individual little round wipes you pull on they're pre-soaked and it has like AHA, AHA, BHA on it, like 10%. So you do it after you wash your face when you get out of the shower or the tub or after you wash your face, whatever, and then just kind of rub it all around. And it's just like a nice little, I don't know. And I've just enjoyed the ritual of it. I don't know if it really does all that much, but like I just, a toner? I guess it's kind of like a toner, but it has AHAs. And it BHAs. has more to it. I've seen, these are like kind of a new thing. Yes. It's, it's kind of like 
it's almost like skincare for when you're feeling lazy and you can like yeah. do some things. Well, and that's the way I've heard it described. I went to like this, one of the random things I've done since I've lived here is I went to a lecture of this skincare person at the mall, um, for this brand beauty bio. And mm-hmm. she's like a biochemist and they have a, something like that. And that's what basically how she described it. She's like, I use this when I literally can't be bothered to do anything else. So I will wipe this over my face and it makes me feel like at least I did that, you know, because yes. it's skincare and then you kind of put your moisturizer on top of it. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause I've been kind of like, it's more than a toner, but not like a mask or like a, but it has ingredients that like some masks I've done or treatments I've had done have these ingredients in them. So yeah. So I just bought them and they came today from Amazon. And so I'm hoping they're like a good dupe for the like $70 30 day supply that I had gotten from the dermatologist that I was like, I cannot be buying that anymore. No. So I'm hoping it works. I'll report back, but I'm excited about it. Cause for some reason I've just been really, I've never really been a big toner person. So I've never really done toners, but this, I guess is kind of, yeah, in place of a toner. And it just feels really good too. It's like cold and it just feels like, Oh, so I will report back on those. My self-care is I um, had my monthly appointment or bi-monthly, whatever it is with my psychiatrist this morning, and I'm going to try a Fexer. So because my current anxiety meds, I just don't feel like are doing the trick anymore. And so we're trying to taper me off of them and I'm going to try a Fexer, which I've never been on. So, you know, here's hoping always looking to bring down the, uh, ever moving anxiety scale. <laughs> so <laughs> just thought, let me try one I've never had. So working on that. We'll report back excited, a little nervous, nervous when I've changed meds, but you know, it could always be better. So well, good. Just you've been no, on the same well, good. Long time. Yeah. Part of, part of the, the process. Yes. Yeah, part of the process. So literally that's my self-care trying something new. So we'll see, we'll see two things I can report back on. That's my stuff. Good yeah, deal. Report back. Well, all right. Well, don't forget to follow us on social media at the A Block Pod on Twitter and Instagram and email us at the A Block Pod at gmail.com. Questions, comments, feedback. Um, Some of you we hear from and it's interesting. Some of you we don't and we'd like to hear from you. So if you're feeling uncomfortable, don't because I guarantee you someone crazier and weirder has already contacted us. (laughs) Yes, honestly. Send whatever, send any questions you have, any thoughts, any feelings. Yeah. Let let us know. We particular, what relationship problems are you having out there? I like that. Let us know. We want to know for real, because we will give you some real feedback. We've been through some really like advice thing next week, diverse, um, relationship challenges, all of us. So I feel like we Mm -hmm. could give some feedback on. So Reach out like to us. That. Let us know if you've got questions, need advice. It's obviously anonymous. So don't worry about that. Yeah. We're not going to read your name. Don't worry. Yeah. Send those in. Let's do relationship advice next week. Yeah. Ask us our opinions on things. We'd love to help as best we can. All right, then. All right, gals. We've done it. Happy A Block Day. Happy A Block Day. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.